on the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute that millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast. Actually, hold on. Hey guys, welcome to episode 100 of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast. Really? Yeah, and it's Masters Week. This is this couldn't have been better planned. We re- oh, we really should have done. I, I didn't know this till now. Well, this, this Paul Driscoll was episode ninety nine. Everybody up. Yeah, hundred episodes in. Congratulations, Dave. How that means we've spoken for at least one hundred and twenty hours about at golf. least, and that means you've probably done about two hundred hours, of probably editing on top of that. Possibly. It's worth That's it though. A- I've been enjoying it. It's been great. 100 episodes. Jesus. 100 is massive. We probably should give something away. We'll talk to some people and, and we'll, we'll plan a giveaway. We'll plan a giveaway for our 100th episode that will go live in probably our 102nd episode. 100. That's actually, that's a bit mad actually. Yeah. Masters Week and all. Mm. We probably. You know, it's, it's surprising that we've actually managed to, to keep going for 100 episodes considering how planned this segment has obviously been. This is professionalism. Actually, it's end, to, to, a, to an end degree, actually, at the yeah. moment, as you can hear by our general surprise. <laughs> from, uh, but look, we, we planned it, obviously, two years ago. We sat down and we said, listen, it'd be great if we could arrive at a juncture whereby our 100th episode was on the eve of World greatest golf tournament and if we could coincide it with tiger, tiger woods yeah exactly. having having a crash and then yeah. recovering from that crash look no no stone is left unturned in terms of the planning and the professionalism of uh the Bogeyman podcast so with that in mind um please go to quackgolf.com <laughs> take advantage of our discount uh, at checkout to get 15 percent off we believe by the time this comes out, there is a new range landing. Um, so hopefully when you're listening to this, slip onto the site and slip yourself into some new threads. That's it, yeah. The guys, the cat guys, they set up... Um, <coughs> sorry, we've got the COVID cough. I'm, I'm going to have to edit around do, this. Yeah. Um, oh, the quack, got to 100. That's it, yeah. 100 the quack guys, um, they, they set up their, their brand, their business in and around the same time that we set up the Bogeyman podcast. So... Uh, it's a relationship that we've thoroughly enjoyed keeping for the last two years. Two years now as well, nearly. Yeah. Jeez, Jeez we're, get, we're getting on. Getting on. Well, I certainly am. Um, I'm nearly 30. Yeah. <laughs> what? You're nearly I'm, 30. I'm nearly 30. I've forgotten when my 30th birthday was. Even, so <laughs> closer to 40. God. But um, yeah, God, that's, that's, that's a bit of a milestone. So there you go, people. Um, thanks for... There are probably people out there who have listened to all 100 episodes as well. Which is yeah, you, you and me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Both of us check they're all right before they go out. Well, no, no, in fairness, you 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 do um editing and quality ah, control, no. let's face it. Um, but no, a huge thanks to you for all of the effort in cutting out all of the complete shite 
<laughs> that we both talk on the uh, like people probably think this is a nice well-oiled machine in terms of the actual podcast flows from kind of start to finish from minute zero to 60 or wherever whatever time it ends they don't realize that the amount of cuts and edits that are required in the middle as we fact check ourselves as we go um nothing like we don't actually edit a huge amount of what we say i mean there's a bit there's we, a bit we, of we yeah we may take out some of the like really stupid stuff and potentially libelous stuff but but even then like it's there's not been a huge amount no or else, I've, not... or else I've missed a lot <laughs> and, <laughs> and people have heard us say some really stupid things well that they definitely have heard that as well put, put down a fictitious business address so all subpoenas and <laughs> yeah. can be sent to there but um yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty good so 100th episode on the eve of the masters um but apparently you're getting some masters like turf put into your back garden i am indeed so um when when i bought this house uh, that i currently live in two years ago uh, and got engaged i said to my then girlfriend now fiance that before we get married before we do anything I want to take up all the grass in our garden and put in a, a artificial grass and a, a putting green. After two years of uh, twisting her arm, the week of the Masters. It's going I in had, this week? No, it, it's not going in this week, but I got the green light on it this week. Okay. And uh, we, had, we, had, we had the guys out uh, on, on Tuesday to go give it, scope it out and see what we could do. Um, so it's, it's a, three and a three and a half meter wide garden with uh, or grass area about seven and a half nearly eight meters deep so i'm getting a two meter putting green two meter long putting green a meter and a half wide with um two holes meters long. Hmm. yeah and because it's uh, artificial grass all around around it i can chip so onto the i can chip onto the green now from anywhere which is nice who's doing it for you uh sanctuary synthetics so the guys at sanctuary synthetics have been very very good in terms of like I got onto them on the Monday. They came out on Tuesday, scoped it out, gave me the, the quote and everything um, today, which is Wednesday. So within 48 hours, we had it all priced up, ready to go. And um, the lads are, are flat out, to be fair. They're saying that they have about a five-week lead time, which is how right. busy they are. Everyone in Ireland at the moment is getting a pudding green, an artificial grass put in. But I just needed to say that the boys have looked after me and they're... Uh, getting me sorted sooner rather than later now they won't have it suited sorted for friday when i'm having a master's party but they have it sorted pretty soon that's um that's that's jealousy invoking now i don't think we'd i have look i'm delighted like i'm not i'm not gonna lie the guys the guys they came out with all the swatches of the different types of grass you can put in there i'm like it is so soft i remember like Obviously, I played a lot of hockey, so whenever you think of artificial grass or astroturf, you think of that really it's hard stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's so it's honestly it's softer than our carpet. Like, it's oh, it's nice. very nice. Um, like I won't lie, I do sometimes go down like the YouTube hole of like, how would you install like an actual green in a in a garden? Like, mm. as in down to drainage patterns, root zone like what soil and seed like what mower do you need kind of thing <laughs> and, and and suddenly in my head like you're 20 grand in uh it, like hypothetically and yeah. you're like this is this is definitely something i could do like i could put, definitely like put in like a4 bent grass like something <laughs> like out of a dare <laughs> or a gust down and have this in my back garden and then like you go to every golf club 
in Ireland from the end of November to the end of March and they're all struggling to get a green right and you're here thinking <laughs> oh no this is actually possible whereas you could just get on to those lads and just go right come out here and get me a just get me a putting green that actually feels like a green um so that basically means you're not going to miss a putt now from inside six foot and if you do you're an absolute chump I know, and like I, I, I say to everyone that the very, very worst part of my game is my chipping in and around the green. No excuses now. No excuses. You're gonna have to decide on a club to hit. This happened in Battle Golf. You didn't know what you were hitting when you were hitting it. You just like just go at one. You've too many options. Like loft is nearly not your friend. You just need one. Yeah. I think you should just throw everything out of the bag and just have like a fifty-six, and then just hit hit everything from one club. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. But yeah, the guys are the guys are great. I'm like actually stunning how affordable it is. You're obviously talking, you're joking there about how if you were to do it yourself, it costs like yeah. 20 grand. Like it's honestly it was a fraction of what I thought it would actually cost, which is which but you know, are saying 20 that, grand. That, that, that's good for uh, for the missus that helped helped get it go. across the look, line. You know? Look how much money you're saving her. That's it. I know. It's it's that's honestly but like. but I I am I am gen- genuinely uh, very grateful that the guys are, are, are going to be out there and doing it for me. Um, it's, yeah, it's a dream come true. Dream come true. Yeah. So um, that's going to be your golf for the foreseeable future. Any other actual golf? Oh, you, you do. Yes. You've got a home. You found a home. Well, I guess first we'll start off with, um, before we announce where my home from home is, I played there last weekend with a few mates from school. I played the Grange for the very, very first time. Um, very nice course, narrow, not not too long, um, narrow yeah. parts. So it opens up towards the back nine. Um, very very nice course. Uh, the it, it, it's meant to open with two par threes, but they're doing a bit of work on the first couple mm-hmm. of holes. So we opened on the uh, on a par four because they have three other holes that they kind of ro- rotate around. So they have the Sheehan okay. course and the Love course. So they brought those in. So we played the full eighteen holes. Really, really nice. Greens cool are very fast. Very, very nice clubhouse. Yeah. Um, I... The practice facilities are very nice. When I got there, they were they were running a kids camp on the chipping green short game area, um, which is it seems like they've got a seriously big or very impressive or growing junior uh, community, which is you know, that's good. Future of the game, good to see. Good to see. Um, yeah, it's um, you you hear great things about it. Like there's there's a couple of clubs down there in that region, isn't there? Like there's the castle. Mm-hmm. Edmondstown there um not too far away from like Strokestown as well or Stackstown, Stackstown. Not, not too far away from Stackstown Strokestown is in Roscommon that's there. miles away yeah, yeah. that's outside not, not too far see this is the stuff that we should be editing well we won't um no. because not too far from sta- from uh, Stackstown yeah. everyone needs yeah. to see this level of professionalism um yeah so there's there's I I do like that area. So if you ever get like a, there's, there's always outings and stuff and like, um, th- listen, they're a bit pricey to get into <laughs> from a membership perspective, like let's face it. Yeah. Um, but there's always like open things on down there and stuff like that, that you can kind of get into from time to time. I do encourage people to go down and play it because it's a very cool type of golf down there, like highly tree lined. Um, I played the castle last year. Um, okay. at, uh, an event that a friend of mine was running, a charity event. And um, it was absolutely class. I'd never been to it before. I'd never seen it. And I was wondering, like, didn't know much about it. Like, this goes back to Ken Carney, Harry Cole's design. Like, 
bunkers everywhere, completely tree lined. You're in the middle of it feels like the middle, not you're in the middle of the city. Well, suburbia, sorry, not the city, but you do have a feeling that you're completely isolated. There's no sign of cars or anything going by. Mm. So, but actually, some really cool golf around there if you ever get a chance. If anyone ever gets a chance to go down and play around there, if you're lucky enough to be a member, chapeau. That's good for you. Um, <laughs> but they tend to they tend to be good clubs. They tend to be busy. Uh, but I do like that kind of parkland golf. But what I will say about it, oh my good God, like we played the castle and the conditioning of the place yeah. was next level. Like I could not believe the greens, the approaches. It was like sublime. I thought like I was shocked at how, now I suppose, look, it is a club that probably it does okay financially and thus has probably the staffing and the machinery, et cetera, that allows for this, but just wants to bring it up. Now, that brings me to my next point. You have just joined the club. I have, yeah. I've just joined the club that has been getting a little bit of work done yes. uh, over the last winter or so. And yes, Old Kana Golf Club in Bray. It is eight minutes from my front door, which and I that's am very so excited about. And look, that place. So I go there, Neil coaches out of there. I go there mm. Regularly enough, like the practice facilities look class or our class, like they've got this big grass range that is just immaculate. Uh, we've gone out and played a few holes from time to time, so kind of I always had this impression that all kind of like you kind of really want to have one leg shorter than the other because it's like all on slopes <laughs> and stuff. It's not, it's it, it, it kind of meanders its way around the slopes. Well, not having you playing off side hill lies all yeah. the time. I, I, I loved it again, another cool clubhouse. A couple of really cool holes. Um, 18 kind of stands out as a good, a really good par five. There's mm. a couple of really good par threes up the um on the back nine into uh 17, I think it is really good par three. So yeah, some that's that's a great spot to land in. Yeah, no, I'm I'm delighted to, to join it. I am uh, a friend of mine, Gareth Evans. Uh, he he managed to get me in before he's actually moved up to Northern Ireland now. But he was the man that managed to get my foot in the door. And after a little bit of waiting, now I've got a I've got a new Dublin home, which I'm I'm really excited with about. And the fact that it's eight minutes from my front door, it's somewhere that I'll be able to go and play nine holes or whatever after work. And now that the days are getting a bit longer, I can I can do that and just get a bit of practice. And it's uh it's somewhere I I know I'm going to be for a while. So yeah. looking forward to just kind of getting involved on uh and just. Just playing a bit more Dublin golf. Yeah, no, oh, that's all good. That's brilliant. That's great on this. Because I think we both saw my lack of golf come to the fore when uh, when battle golf commenced. Ah, look, you're a slow starter at these events. Let's face it. Your, your <laughs> first game is always um, up there with some of the worst golf you'll ever see on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest, um, like you hit you hit some you hit some shots early in that round against Paul McBride like that I've never seen you hit and oh, you know, wait, actually, no, wait till you see my match I against am, you <laughs> yeah <laughs> well now I say that and, but the last time I saw you play that badly was actually the last time we played battle golf <laughs> coincidentally <laughs> so um I, I don't know like maybe it's just the format but look um I managed to get no I didn't I, I got hammered I managed to get to the fifth hole which yeah. is uh like I don't want to say an achievement, but it was it was the worst defeat, the heaviest defeat in battle golf so far. So, you know, I had to, it was coming eventually. Uh, it was a matter of when. Yeah, look, it was it was what it was. It was what it was. Um, but um, Paul McBride, good golfer. Who would have who would have thought? Who, 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 <laughs> you who, know, who knew? Who knew that Paul could play? 
Um, yeah, so they're out now. Both of our first games are out. Um, yeah, because you played Brendan Walter. We haven't actually spoken about this in the podcast. We actually haven't, no. Because no. Uh, we, we had Paul Driscoll on. But you you went toe to toe with with Brendan, and like you 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 got your first your first win, your your Huge. maiden victory on Battle Golf. But um, I think when it comes to the the smack talk, I think Brendan is the uh, he is the undisputed champion. It's not even smack talk. It's just he's one past remarkable f- person. Yeah. <laughs> it's but whatever. He has some of the funniest one-liners I I've ever come across. The the line, the line <laughs> on the promo is, is I actually didn't hear that because I was somewhere else, <laughs> and I think it might have been just after his like a put just fell short or something, and um, I I after I, because I so you sent that to me in the promo and I was just like that is genuinely I actually just want to listen to him, <laughs> and I wouldn't mind but. If you had the well, the mics were on for the whole of it, but there was a god, there's a fair bit that probably needed cutting out of that. And it, yeah, there was there were a few a few lines that, uh, <laughs> as to say, are, we're, we're glad they didn't make air. They didn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, they won't see the light of day. They're on. They're on the cutting room floor, though, Brendan. So if you do ever happen to um, <laughs> annoy us in any way, shape, or form, we'll, we'll release them to the wider public. But uh, no, again, like the, the feedback is is has been great from it, and it, they they are just good fun, and I think that's that's starting to come across there. It's like, hey, it's twenty minutes of your time have a look um and and subscribe to it because we've got more coming um from, from that perspective too so there's there's another round to go you play uh west of ireland champion hugh foley uh in your second game and fuck, i had a tough old time against connor purcell um, i mean like yeah you you came up against connor purcell after he's come second on the apps tour so nice twice yeah um like twice in a row as well like he like yeah. he's like i think two out of his last three starts he'd you know come runner up so mm-hmm. he was admittedly in some serious form uh like i think also he like he shot some kind of crazy score as well but yeah well i know it was it, it, I, it, it, we really would have been impossible to keep up with like it was yeah great. like you, you want like uh, if i had all of the clubs in my bag but you see this is this is the thing like like whatever chance I had of hanging on to his then I preempt preempting what was was the result <laughs> here, but it's nice to see like I got as far as the seventeenth or the sixteenth yeah. against him. Um, sorry, that, that's sixteen. I'm starting on ten. Put it that way. Um, but yeah, it just when they, when when he takes the when the pro takes the club out of the amateurs bag, it just makes it yeah. impossible to to especially the putter because at least if i had still had the putter you could hope that you could rattle off one or two or something like that but you're just trying to hang on um, yeah if, if if having the putter in your hand it, it gives you a sense that i could maybe sink something miraculous mm, to hold yeah, exactly. on to a hole or the or the the four footer for par that you have suddenly isn't as absolutely yeah. terrifying because you've got a three wood in your hand or a two iron or mm. a lob wedge like I mean, so for for my match against Paul, very first hole was par five. He was in there for a handy tap in birdie, birdie for yeah. what was a phenomenal second shot. 
and I had what, like a 20 footer or so yeah. uh, for, for birdie to, yeah. to have that hole and what would it essentially be to try and save my putter. And it came up with what, like an, an inch short. Yeah. And like straight away, I knew I was like, that's my putter gone. And that, yeah. th- this, the rest of this game now is just going to be really difficult. Exactly. I mean, like whereas... part of the hole, and you're like, cool, that would have been, you know, standard, easy, whereas... you know, not, not an easy part, but like a handy part. Yeah. But it's just the stakes of the game are so much that not tough. There, there goes your putter. Yeah. So, like, for, in my instance, Brendan won the first, but like took a nine iron out of my back. For some that was crazy. Unbeknownst reason. Like, it, it was very much a uh, that was a naive move that well, was a man who he, had, he hadn't seen the episodes beforehand like he didn't know because if you watch the episodes you'd everyone know you got to go driver putter because going nine iron is just that was a short-sighted move yeah a bit strange a bit strange so um yeah so i got away with it so i i will count that i got away with one and actually won the match as a result um what else have we got any other golf from your side uh, playing Esker Hills on Saturday for the very first time. Shane Lowry country. I know. Yeah. Kevin Markham, um, golf photographer and journalist, invited me to play. There's some kind of master's event competition going on. So through COVID, Excellent. some other people have, have dropped out and I got the call up. Don't know who, wow. what, what I did to get the call up. Or well, look, thank you very much, Kev. Yeah. I am very excited for it. How about you? Um, I went to Leytown and Bettystown. I shot two eighties. I literally couldn't. I oh, I had four doubles in both rounds. Could didn't make a birdie in thirty six holes. It was. I have to say the greens were like nothing I had ever put it on on it from a links perspective, ever. And I mean, like from any of the championships, they by the end of the day they were glassy pure and just so so quick but it actually wasn't it wasn't around the greens that that i lost it just uh late town it's like tight and quirky in spots and you can just get funny kicks that send you into some horrible spots and i got three three bad bounces in the first on first nine 18 for anyone who doesn't know if we started on 12 it was a shotgun start and I was one under on, I actually made one bird. Yeah, it was one bird. So it was one under, I'd gone on to 18 and someone had said, hit the last bunker and <laughs> there's three bunkers on the left and three bunkers on the right. And I aimed at the last bunker on the right and watched it sail out over the main road. Um, and at which point the person who, were, who had told me this, uh, I met after the first <laughs> round and uh, he said, no, no, it was the last bunker on the left. <laughs> and, oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. So I was like, oh God. So I re like a part of it with the second ball, but, um, and then just caught a couple of bad breaks. Look, it was two eighties without playing bad. And I know that sounds stupid, but um, rid- like ridiculously stupid actually in fact, um, when I say that. Um, yeah, actually say it out loud. But it was like it was tough. But look, I could have not gone out for a second round, but I wanted to make myself go out and just knew that look, when you have nothing to play for, and it's just like you just kind of go through the motions. You're not bothered about kind of trying to rescue anything. Mm. Um, but no, I just wanted to go get out and go with 36 holes. Jesus, 36 whole days are long. Okay, get the golf legs under you. Oh my god, I was. It took me a week to to come back from it. To be honest, genuinely. <laughs> Oh no, I was absolutely shattered. I'd looked at I like I'd my Fitbit on, I think it was like 45,000 steps and 30 kilometers walked or something. I was wow. absolutely shattered. 
because by the time you walk up and I where we were starting was actually at the other end of the course so you had to walk down to the course to actually start um and then obviously you end out there as well so you have to walk back oh. to the clubhouse get lunch and then go out again and do you um, start from the same hole for both rounds yeah that was what I was working for for this oh. one but um yes yeah, so that's that's what it was so I've come back and it's kind of gave me a kick in the in in the balls of it and said right just get back to practicing and not just playing which is kind of what I was doing on the way into it and yeah so I got into the main draw for the west and I'm going down there next week uh oh amazing yeah Friday Saturday Sunday so it's uh 54 holes stroke play uh qual and then top 16 go through to um uh, to match play, but I actually have got an email there to say that I actually got into the Scratch Cup in Port Rush but I, on Sunday, but I can't actually go. So okay, well, you get in, getting into all the golf. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed now at that because I met we'd made obviously didn't get in in the first draw. It's only forty that get into the field, and it's the two courses in Port Rush. Uh, and yeah, I just got the email, but I unfortunately had to say no because um. Yeah, it, other plans and trying to get up to Port Rush, 36 holes and trying to get back down, didn't have any place to stay. It was just like, oh, oof. yeah, I, yeah. So it's all started thick and fast. So a lot of practice between now and before I go up to Sligo on Wednesday. And what else have we had? Oh, yeah, we had the first round of Barton Shields. I was playing with, I'm playing with Tony Gold this year because I'm up there a lot. And we won our match, but unfortunately lost the tie. Um, Barton okay. Shields working on a funny way. It's match play. It's two matches, one home, one away. Uh, it's force and format. But you play till the 18th, no matter what the state of the match is in, and it's the aggregate score. Oh. So, so you could actually, hypothetically, you could be 18 up. Like, do you know what I mean? Right. So how, how did you lose the tie then? Even so you won we won our match one up. We won on eighteen, and the other team, the other the, our away match lost, uh, lost two down. Okay. So by the time you had that up, it's aggregate one. Now the problem was we were kind of four up at the turn, so it kind of was on us to bring it in. But like the, they they started to play well, so we it's also just managed not to, to lose. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That, that could be that could be true so look we it was a biblical day up in Donegal rain was absolutely sideways and yeah it was one of, one of those ones you know you're just like you're just your jocks are wet through by the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> one of those days so yeah so that's that's kind of the golf for me so all kind of going towards uh, Ross's next um, next Friday very good. Okay. And how are you feeling for like, are you confident or are you going to be getting into practice? No, no, this is they like, like humble pie was eaten in a massive way after a late time, to be honest. And this is just go up, cop on, don't make mistakes and, and just enjoy, enjoy it rather than building it up to something that it's, it's really not. Cause it's just, it's, it's three days, three rounds of golf and just go and try and get it around in some way. Cause God knows what the weather be like, God knows what anyone else will do just go and control it and just practice hard in up there or sorry on the way to there and get up play a practice round on thursday do a bit of chipping and putting in the evening and hit it find it hit it again and do that <laughs> hopefully less than 75 times very nice very good plenty of exciting golf coming up then i like that well speaking of which yes the uh possibly the most exciting week of the year 
Do you prefer it to the open? Um, I, not this year because the opens obviously um, at St Andrews this oh, no, year. In general, I mean, but like as a in, in general, probably just because I think there's a whole lot of hullabaloo made about it. Um, in this, possibly because it's always on the same course, it's always at Augusta, and, and the, the holes become iconic. Yes, yeah, because you know the course. This is why yeah. Augusta is so different. As in, now there is a couple, there is a little kind of mystery of a few holes, probably from third to sixth, I'd say, that people are mm. like, What's that actually like? I, I don't on the front nine because the front nine obviously gets less coverage, but I can like tell you what I imagine I would play on the complete <laughs> back nine, couldn't you? Like, you really yeah. you, you can completely get it. At, uh, what the what the holes are like i can tell you like the 10 is like downhill to the left 11 goes down to the water and 12 is across the water and 13 is around the corner and 14 is straight back up and 15 is the part five 16 is the part three 17 is the one that kind of less people know about the part four that actually just murders everybody <laughs> yeah that but that that bird like that out like completely ruins people like everyone seems to bogey because the pressure is off after 16 and then they're waiting for 18 and there you go in like 15 seconds you can remember the whole of the back nine yeah less so the front when you think about it one yeah. is you one's obvious two is obvious three is fairly obvious mm. in the par five down around the corner um and then you get into kind of slightly different territory like you kind of forget that there's a 250 35 yard par three plant plant <laughs> early in the round like which is uh, like the, that's why they all say oh wait till the back nine in augusta is like because the front nine is going to have everybody sorted out by the time by the time they get there hmm. oh yeah it'll it's yeah it's it's the masters it's 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 for the average the passing golfer this is when the golf season starts i think if you're to talk to like your uncle who plays golf once a month or once every two months with you know a couple of mates this week marks the start of the golf season for him and for your yeah. average golf fan um for i guess like golf nerds like you and me the golf season never really seems to stop it's just like 52 weeks worth of golf but for yeah the average the average golf fan or the guy who follows golf or would mm -hmm. you know follow yeah. golf headlines this is when they would go oh the golf's back cool masters is on yes yeah um, it always suits us like the timing yeah. of it is perfect it's not too late it's not too early like you can kind of first groups go out around two to three and what it then allows you to do is engage with probably the greatest piece of golf technology there is which is the masters app and or website because how good is that app the app, like you, you, you genuinely don't need a TV anymore to watch every single shot that you want. So you list your go, open up the app, select your players, and then just watch every shot that they've played. Um, it's beyond anything that's out there, and the shots are uploaded within kind of thirty seconds of them actually hitting the shot. Like if anyone's familiar with like the shot link on the PGA website, it gives mm. you kind of a dotted line as to hit to here, they hit to here, and it's kind of looks like it's on a stroke saver. Whereas they do that for the Augusta app, but you can actually click on the shot and watch it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, and 
like a joy to, to to use to be honest um so look you can you can engorge yourself in golf however um however the hell you want to be honest but, i think um, it's a fu- it's a funny thing with the app because you can watch every single golfer shot if you wanted and it just it just really hits home that they don't do that every other week of the year like oh, yeah. or even or even for the other majors They're like they don't they don't do it for the pga for the us open or for the open championship they don't they don't put that much into it and a lot of it's just run by like we'll call them volunteers but i i i doubt they are volunteers just because it's the masters but there are individuals just planted along the hole at three different points or two different points depending upon the hole just capturing the ball landing mm-hmm. and then you're like yeah, there it is that's the shot and you're like cool this is so easy why why don't we get this every week oh because like what how many cameras do they have it's just one it's just ridiculous like yeah it's it's a a joke how how um how much goes into it like money-wise like you see all of the irish journalists over there and you're getting on twitter and you're seeing getting a sneak peek into uh, what the media areas are like and yeah you can't bring phones onto the course <clears throat> uh, for for tournament play they can get cameras i think for practice rounds and whatever but then you see the kind of um you see cool things like the the prices of everything is so cheap there to eat and drink like it's like 150 for a sandwich and stuff like that there's yeah. like the weirdness of it that it's this grandiose uber exclusive um domain of the rich and famous and wealthy and yet we are all meant to bow down before them when they let us onto their hallowed turf or let us say that like like there's ever a chance that i'd ever get into the place <laughs> but um actually brian o'driscoll played there last week i saw that i was like i yeah yeah so i reckon i was trying to figure out from his initials he was thanking someone called j and j so I'm trying to figure out. I reckon John Carr could have been the one who invited him. Uh, John Carr is the son of Roddy, who is actually uh, a member there. So I'm wondering, was that where the connection was? Anyway, um, alas, that's me. I'll ask wondering. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll Send him a text. Brian, who invited you out there? Brian, who, who brought you out? Just tell us. Um, so I love it. I, it's, I. I'm giddy with excitement about it. I've already yeah. forewarned my employers that my productivity will be fairly uh, non-existent from tomorrow afternoon onwards. So this is yeah. this for me is is fantastic. This is like there yeah. are a few weeks of the year that you get genuinely excited for, and this is this is it there for me. Yeah, I, in fairness, I, for the for the one and only time, I <clears throat> my other half was booking dinner, and she said, "Oh, she booked it early to make sure that I got back in time to watch the master." So I was like, Whew. "Wow." Well, that's where we are. So, like, that's how important this week. That's the esteem that this week is held in in everyone's um in everyone's eyes. Uh, yeah. I asked you was your favorite. I I like I, I still think, do I still think the Open is my favorite? I don't know, maybe, but it's all very different viewing experiences. Well, as well, you see, the, the Open is generally going on. It's it's on during our daytime. You can get up early, watch yeah. it, etc. Um. Whereas it's more it's relatable because I think the open yeah. is it's it's it by its very name it's it's the open and as in anyone can technically qualify yeah to play in it uh, but it's also played on courses that we're more familiar with that we actually you know have played like we've played Port Rush yeah that's true so, yeah. so there's probably a, a familiarity aspect to it that like as just kind of 
people of the British Isles, you go, I know, I've seen, and I know, and I understand the history of, you know, uh, St. Andrews this year, because they're hosting it this year, or like Turnberry, the fact that they're not going to get to host it there for a while, if ever. (laughs) And then there's also the the polite kind of ripple of applause that does occur at the Open Championship from the knowledgeable crowds, because they say that every single time there's a ripple of applause because they're... uh, very yes. or they appreciate the, the, the local game. fans appreciate the golf they more so than the, the, yeah. the americans they, do apparently. they realize that a shot to 20 foot is, is is superb so um you get that which is a little bit grandiose if you ask me to be honest um to be but, fair you don't really get too much like get in the hole no you're not allowed to the open you'd be like. turfed out yeah. um and they are pretty militant about it um security guards everywhere who are relatively plain clothes clothed uh as was evident actually the last time tiger woods <laughs> won at augusta when one of them nearly took him out do you remember yeah I do nearly nailed him so they, they 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 walk amongst you so if you do ever have a chance to go just be very careful but there's always one fella in a Kerry jersey um hmm. there thereabouts um, well, sure, the fellow from, with the carry jersey is probably from the Olympic Club, to be honest with you. Probably. Well, no, that's Cork. That's Cork. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you a question. If, I could, if you could win one or other of the Open or the Masters, which would you choose? Hmm. Probably the Masters. Just because for the reason that I said that, like, your, your average golf fan would have more of an appreciation or an understanding of what the Masters is. I think if you told them, like, oh, I won the Open, some people will, it might not register with them quite as much as it would the, the Masters, you know? Um, I would, with, without even taking a breath, would say the Masters for very yeah. different reasons because you will always be invited back to play the Masters. And to the dinner. Yeah, and you get to go to the, the dinner uh, where you can swoon on Jack Nicholas and Gary Player. Um, no, the reason being is because if you win the Open, you will obviously get an invite to the Masters by because you're the reigning Open champion. But you won't necessarily always get to go back. But you get to go to the Open for ten years or up until the age of like you're fifty or something like that. I think it is or something along yeah. those lines. Whereas the Masters, you can always go back for life, and then you get to play the Open as well. Yeah, that is true. Um, so now, probably thought about this a little bit too much. It's a little bit like the pudding green scenario in the um at the start of the episode where I probably went too far down that rabbit hole. I <laughs> clearly went way too far down the thought process of do you know if you like you're at the driving range and you hit one one shot well and you're like, jeez, oh, I could I could do this. I could do this. <laughs> it was just my week. Just my week. Yeah, I didn't. Double bogey, the third and late turn in Betty's turn could have been me. So, um, so yeah, I think I think the the Masters will be. Yeah, so I think I think, I think if you if you even to look at the, the Open, there are some winners of of the Open Championship that you could quite easily forget, just by. I'd argue it, it that not, not the same. As, no, I'd argue that's the same in um, in in the Masters as well. Because there's been some weird ones over the last while, if you remember. Yeah, I mean, like, Danny Willett and Zach Johnson don't exactly jump out at you as, like, Masters champion. 
but ah, like but then, then you get into weird territory there, there so you get into like charles charles schwartzel territory like i don't remember that charles schwartzel won the masters like when did like, he win when, the masters not there you go you're 20 you're, you're you're proving my point it was 20 was it 2015 14 uh 2011 and like Bubba won it twice in three years. You kind of forget that he did it twice. Everyone seems to have forgotten Patrick Reeds because like <laughs> everyone ever I think everyone just wants to forget. Wants to um yeah, like I do think like Angel Cabrera has won it like since and that's not a million years ago now. And I know his demise has been fairly Phil Nicholson-esque. Hmm. Um so Danny Willett won 2016. Sorry, I think that was gonna annoy me. Yeah, so like, or... you get it. You do. You do. It. It throws up its fair share of surprise. Uh, surprise winners. Now, I, I do appreciate the the Open Championship winners are equally as I'm not going to say obscure, uh, but it, that does throw up its fair share as well. Um, to be honest, but I think even more so, you get a fairly diverse uh, set of winners in the uh, in the men's game. For the most part, I'm just going through the winners here of the mm-hmm. Masters. It's got a seriously impressive winners list. The Masters? Like, yeah. I know that's obviously a, an incredible <laughs> understatement, but like you, you're just going through, you're like, God, this is just like, there's no one that you would ever go, oh, they probably just got really lucky. It's just like a list of players. You're like, God, that that's another really good winner. And then you think of them being the the previous winner as they're putting the green jacket on another winner like um yeah, yeah. like no, tiger, I, I woods, get, yeah. tiger woods putting the putting the jacket on marco mara in 98 that would have been a really cool masters yeah that would have been a that would have been a good one um yeah i i look i i get what you're saying about the you don't get i still think there's a couple of strange ones that are thrown up every now and again um, like Mike Weir in 2003 is kind of random. See, Mike Weir, it works. Like Mike Weir, like for, for Mike Weir, read Zach Johnson. That's why, like as in not long, devastatingly straight, great wedge game. Like mm. there is a type when it is, and when it is the more obscure player, there is a pattern to to the ones that, that, that can't win it. The likes of, um, Stenson is, is long, but like, he was he like he fe- would have featured back at like the, his open championship for example so he he fits there but think of the the shorter hitters that would have done well in augusta which is patrick reed great wedge game dandy willett really good wedge game wasn't long um schwartzel immelman johnson all of, all of those ones had done well <coughs> from um uh from a, the category two i suppose people that, that, that have won it and then it's a case of look at the profile of those who've won it recently and it's just yeah. hit the ball a fucking mile like. Tiger has won it so many times it's just, it's, it is just stupid seeing his name there what happened in 2002 like who put the jacket on Tiger because obviously uh, v, VJ put it on in 01 and then Ty, when Tiger won it the first time then he won it again in 2002 do they just roll? Do they just roll VJ Singh back out again? I'm like here, look, just, say, just, here. you did it. You did it last year. Do it again, would you? Do it again here. Like it's, <laughs> it's a strange one. Um, let me see. 
1966, Jack Nicholas became the first person to win in consecutive years, and he donned the jacket himself. When Nick Faldo and Tiger Woods repeated as champions, the chairman of Augusta National put the jacket on them. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. It would have been cool if, like, it should just be hanging as like, like as like an as like an added thing to winning it back to back. You get to pick someone that puts it on you. No, I, I think it should be on one of those. Do you know that one of those tailors mannequins? And it mm. just you just take it off and put it on yourself because you're like, hell yeah, no one deserves to put it on me. Mm. I do, I do, I do feel like that the way that the green jacket is put on the winner. Is, is a little anticlimactic. There's obviously like this the whole chat and butler's cabin, but you just see it there sitting there. Which is awful. Which is like, like you would have thought like you, you want it in the background on like a tailor mannequin to be like, this is what you're getting. Almost like a trophy. You're like, this is it. Ah. Look at it sitting here on the mannequin. This will be you in a moment's time. There's none of that. Do you know what I'd love? I'd love if the check was in the inside pocket. Like the check for two point two million dollars was actually in the pocket. Like you know, like you, you go to look in, you open up your jacket, and then oh. <laughs> there's a little envelope here, guys. And it's like the, the receipts are in the jacket. Did yeah. someone need to tag on this? Did they? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, Could you imagine being the manufacturing company of the green jacket? Um, Could you imagine being the tailor? I'd be like. Let's go make one for myself. Walk around, cool. walk around my house with it. <laughs> uh, that would be cool. Well, well, now this brings me on to uh, right. I've I've got a bit of trivia for you, Johnny, on this green jacket as well. Okay, always love, uh, always like a bit of trivia. The jacket, the green jacket, um, is allowed to is is given to obviously members and winners of the Masters. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the jacket is not allowed to leave Augusta National. Yeah. Okay. Apart from except for the winner who gets to take it with them for a year in which they're a champion. So that's why you will see like Sergio going around and remember he wore it absolutely everywhere. Yeah. There are three exceptions to the rule in the world. One okay. is Gary Player. Second is, so his his is in South he has one in South Africa. Why? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. There is a jacket belonging to Henry Picard. Uh, he won it in 1938. Um, and his is at his home club in Ohio. Again, I have no reason why that. Where is the third jacket? Hmm. There is a third jacket. Is it like buried with Ben Hogan? It's in Sutton Golf Club. What? It's to me. So there were only three instances where the jacket was allowed to leave, and there's a special room in Sutton Golf Club, and it's called the JB Car Room. So you can actually go up okay. and see one of the three instances of the green jacket, which is allowed to be outside of the club. I thought that was fascinating. I read it is. I just I'm, I'm now just more intrigued than ever. So like, why? Uh, it's interesting. Like I, I, I assume it's it's something. It could be something to do with was was Gary Player was Gary Player one of the first international winners potentially? I don't know. That that's a, that's a guess. Um, he's obviously from South Africa, which is incredibly far far away from Augusta. So are they allowed for some reason to have it on display there? 
Um, and the story behind the one that's out in Sutton is because actually of JB Carr's um, relationship with Bobby Jones, the founder of Augusta National. Um, and with the uh, with the blessing of the club, probably due to that relationship, they allowed him to take his member status to to Ireland. That's mad. Yeah, so there's only three. One of them is around the corner. Well, if you live in the odd number of Dublin uh, suburbs. There you go. That's, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's just master stories. I think, see, this is why it's, listen, all this goes, only goes so far as to, to show that it's, just a weird, like a strange kind of a Neverland type of, um, it's not even a, a golfing paradise. It's um, social, uh, uh, <laughs> social scene that, that just exists within within that, that clique or and that's the type of people where the reverence that they hold tradition with and it's all very important to them. And can anyone go to this room in Sutton? The JB Carr room, yeah. yeah. I'd say you could go and have a pint and walk in and have a look. I'd imagine. I, I assume it's open at certain times, but it's a. Uh, now, in fairness, it's it's. It, it, I've been in there. It's a lovely, lovely room. Like bearing in mind the amount of trophies the man had won, there is an awful lot of memorabilia. Like he has his uh, his um, number ones from when he was president of the RNA. Um, I think his Hall of Fame. I think the Hall of Fame jacket is there. I can't remember the World Golf Hall of Fame because he was given that um, after he passed away. He was inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, the World Golf Hall of Fame uh, was inducted by Jack Nicholas. actually. He gave a speech. Um, and then there's obviously the, the green jacket as well. Fascinating. There you go. So, but I, I, I don't think Gary Player deserves like be one of those three people to get to after, get to... after last year. I would have been revoking his. Yeah, but give it back, give it back. You're not even welcome here anymore. Just give us the yeah. jacket back. After trying to hoof golf balls off the first last year, get, getting his son to flog them, who ended up subsequently ended up in jail. I was like, Jesus, what do you literally have to do to be thrown out of that club? I actually thought they'd reprimanded him as well, which, but alas, no. Um, there were other things uh, that were deemed probably more grievous than trying to flog golf balls by your fake caddy for, as you hit a ceremonial tee shot. Um, so the we golf, strayed. Actually, we, yeah, we've, we've strayed from the original. See, look, everyone talks about Augusta in like who's going to win, who did it. It's like you should. We should talk about it in these in these in this way because let's face it, like predictions are done to death because everyone's involved in the sweepstakes somewhere everyone has yeah. picked cam smith so and, <laughs> and, and tiger is and tiger is back and everyone tries to be cute and they're going to say oh patrick reed who's got the short game that he's going to do it he's won around the place but like the fella can't keep the ball on the planet off the tee so he's not going to feature uh rory then comes in for all of the flack as said will he complete the career grand slam and will he go on to kind of banish the Augusta hoodoo that has been hanging around like a bad smell since, I don't know, 2014 or something like that. Um, actually, even before that. Um, JT hasn't featured heavily enough around the place of in recent years to go that he's a, a shoe-in and DJ is hitting it sideways, except for when he really wants to play well and then he'll play well. So there you go. Uh, and Tiger's back. And there was 35 people following him around for his practice round. It looked mental. 
There you go. That's the Masters in 2022. There you go. That's the Masters in 20 seconds. There you go. Make your, make your picks no, off the back uh, of no, that. No, in fairness, I, yeah. I, um, from a picks perspective, like you cannot ignore Cam Smith. Um, like, would loved, I'd love to see him win it. I, but do you know what I saw the other day? And I think everyone in Ireland, Irish golf circle saw it, was the four lads. Yeah, how good was that? No, everyone just went... And but you know why this is good that I why? think it makes people warm to Rory more. I think Rory gets a lot of flack. I think Rory's I probably, think so. probably far more likable. I, I say, yeah, I, no, I no, would no, say I he's think... possibly the most likable out of that force. But publicly, he just exactly. gets so much shit. Because, well, I mean, like we've done it as well. Like we, we've given him grief and we've probably made accusations about Rory being grumpy or this, that, and the other. But like I've heard first-hand reports on like lots of lots yes. of other Irish golfers being far grumpier and meaner and ruder. Well, we're, than, we we know who that is. Rory. That one person. <laughs> that one person who has won the Open before. Um, no, I no. What it does is it puts them into. To, so Rory exists next to Tiger. Rory is the most well-known golf personality player. That has been around. Yeah. No, he, he's the he's the one. Like he like next to Tiger, he's the one. And it puts him at a kind of a distance where he probably has to distance himself from like what we'd imagine. Does Rory go shopping for his own toilet paper? Type five. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> he exists at a in Bet a world where he can't just well, he probably well, I hope he does. Like <laughs> that he can't just walk down the street. Whereas you know damn well that even in Augusta this week, uh, um, Shane and Horace Harrington could walk into a restaurant dressed in plain clothes and probably get away with only signing a couple of autographs. Rory goes in anywhere and he's probably swamped. What I liked was, I'm sorry, I phrased that wrong. As well. Do you think that's said, true of Rory even in Dublin? Do you think, do you think in Ireland, oh, 90, 90% of people yeah. will go, that's Rory McIlroy? I, I think people will go, that's Rory McIlroy. He's a little bit smaller than I thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. He I, is, I sure. He is. Like, this is the thing. Like, people will go, oh, God, I thought he was taller. Um, I, I, and then they'd look at Shane and go, oh, he's a lot skinnier than I thought. Like, because Shane yeah. is actually very athletic looking in person when you're beside mm. him. Um, I, it's, it kind of puts it back to like the old, there's a couple of team photos that came out of an Irish team that had Seamus Power or Shane and, and Rory in it. And I think Garrett Shaw was in it and, and someone else. And it, it kind of brought it back to that where Rory's like the small guy in the middle who's really, really good. Yeah. And then you can imagine that they just went out and had like, can you imagine the crack? It was early enough in the week to really enjoy it. Was it Monday? Was it Tuesday? Monday? Tuesday, I can't remember what day it was. Yeah. Uh, the weather was good. The forecast. It was Monday. It was, it was the first. It was the first, the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And like you can just imagine how much crack was had there, and you can. And these are the reasons that I think these are all good for Rory in the lead up to a, a championship, where he could he was probably getting slagged by the lads and throwing it back at them as hard as he can get it. As in every lad's four ball, like. That that yeah. exists around uh, and girls football that exists around the the country. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. when you see that, you're like, great photo, would love to be involved. But I think like this is a really good prep now for for those that look. The four Irish lads are there and they're having a good old time and they probably want to do well for each other. And 
it adds the it, what it does for me. It doesn't polarize him as being like this the the that he's on his own out kind of in his entourage and not chatting to anybody or whatever, which I, I don't know is a good thing or bad thing. You see Shane there with his full crew of people and there's, they're obviously going to be following him and supporting him. But you feel that he really appreciates the team element of it. I'm going to say mm. the team element of it. And hopefully this will invoke kind of the, the, the Olympics type attitude that Rory had. I was just about to say, yeah. Never had, he never tried as hard for third place in his life. And you're like, right, like, how, does this, is this helping and in, in put him in that mindset? Yeah, yeah. And actually, That's when you think. when you referenced the photo, it really did remind me of when they were over in Tokyo and they were, and Shane and Rory were playing, they were having a crack and they were, they were saying it was just like back playing amateur golf together and just having mm. a bit of fun together. And um, like, I mean, Rory went on and played very well. He you know, didn't quite get third, but if, if either of them, take that kind of positives or that kind of mm-hmm. positive energy into the week that's great and i mean like what a fantastic first practice round for Seamus like oh. you couldn't you couldn't have asked for better and the fact that like obviously like Ronan Flood was there with with Porg and Simon Keel was there with Seamus and Bo was there like and like it's just they're all just mates they're just eight mates eight for around a golf in the end because it's like four boys and their four caddies i think it's just so good and i i'm probably not wrong in saying that i imagine that the caddies have actually played a fair bit of golf with each other Mm. uh, back in the day like the good competitive stuff as well so i'd say like those eight lads know each other so so well and i can just imagine just the actual laugh that you'd have kind of going in that group they don't know each other inside out like yeah and getting your week off to a great start whereas and then obviously nearly the advantages it's been kind of nearly a, a little bit washed out and lightning storms and everything. So that's like, that's the overriding kind of feeling going mm. into it. It's like, okay, we've had time, time, to, time to knuckle down. Now, obviously they just fit into their individual mindsets um, yeah. as, as Thursday approaches, but it just makes for, it just makes for good vibes for, for each of them. And um, so hopefully like they can go on and, do well like like to me like there's no reason why like Seamus would not do really well like everyone I said like, drives the ball unbelievably puts the life life out of it his wedge game has been so so good like the, the, all of the things that you need for your for an ideal um uh for an ideal game plan to go into Augusta and it'll be it's I can't wait I know I, oh, geez, I'm really looking forward to it anyway. yeah it, it jumps out as, as somewhere that would absolutely suit his game but Look, we'll see. Yeah. The the moment, I'm sure there's no way the moment couldn't get you at some point during the week. Of, oh, yeah. Jesus, I'm playing, I'm playing the Masters here. Yeah, yeah. And you just like, I suppose it's like you just look at it and go, ha, I'm playing the Masters. You're like, oh, God. Exactly. This. this is mad. Yeah, this is mad. Um, alas, we will not know the luxuries ourselves of having to do it. So we can only go by, by what happens from now until Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's um, finish it off with this. Do you have any picks for it? Uh, I do. Uh, to be honest, I, okay. like I, I've I've taken them at the, at varying different levels. So give me two seconds, and I'll pull up my uh, uh, betting uh, tips. We'll put in a pause here. Yeah, editing, editing, editing. Okay. 
give me two seconds. I haven't had them written down and I've lost the sheet, but Tiger to make the cut two to one. Crikey. That's crazy. Like, I know we haven't spoken about Tiger in this episode, but like just the amount of hype around yes. Tiger has has been like it's probably been off putting to the point where you're like, I don't want to watch Tiger at the Masters now. I think I'll watch I'll watch him a little bit and be like, wow, like he's you know, he's swinging a great, unbelievable. That's that's amazing for him. But I think after about 10 minutes of it, I'll be like, all right, like he's fine, but and he's playing golf, cool. Show me someone else. Yeah, definitely. So from a predictions perspective, so I I am so I, I have four that mm. I that I want to 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 include. So but these are these aren't all four to win, they're four to do. These are four to levels. well, there's there's three to probably come in um kind of top fives kind of thing. Uh, like I think like the each way odds are paying out like 10 places. So that's that's where I'm 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 going for. So each way odds are normal are quarter of the, the starting odds. So I am going to can I can I say my surprise that, that Matsuyama is actually 40 to one. Um by the way. He's injured or he's got some kind of ailments yeah. though. He's not great, but there's two that have master's form that always do well. And I know one that doesn't have any form at the moment, but Tony Finau and Corey Connors. They're both sitting at the 40 to one. And then, look, we all know Cam Smith is in there. And like, I actually think he's pretty decent values, like 15 to one or something like that, 14 to one. Uh, Hovland and Lowry. Mm. There. Like so, like I'd take my pick. If you had to, if you made me pick three of that, I'd go with Connors, Lowry, and Hovland. Yeah, I would have gone um Hovland, Lowry, and JT. Yeah, you went with the really low ones. Like there's like oh like Ram is favorite with JT, uh Dustin, then Dustin, Smith, Scheffler, and McElroy, which in fairness is like ooh, it's a fair a fairly strong indictment of or indictment a fairly strong illustration of of how well favored smith cameron smith is like he is pretty uh, he's pretty solid in terms of where he's where he's listed in terms of rankings from a betting perspective but yeah so i would go with um connor's hovland and like that that's a three in a top 10 that if all three came in you'd be going would you be hugely surprised i, I don't no, think you would be no at all um and they and they pay out pretty decently so yeah i might just do that i don't gamble on golf just if i've, ah, I've never do you know what losing man's game i've never bet on it in my life um to be honest it doesn't hold any appeal to me i know people who just love it and i'm just like it's it's 132 people lottery basically <laughs> yeah like the odds are just in and compared to like many many other sports the odds are just so not in your favor when it comes yeah, to golf. Like you're you're better off betting on now, like how many corners are going to be in the Man United match of the weekend, like yeah. that kind. Of, that's up there <laughs> with that kind of level of actually daftness in terms of back in betting. But John, they're the they're the three, so um you can be rest assured that none of them will feature unfortunately even close because we, <laughs> because we've picked them. Um, yes. I don't know. No, seriously, I I I think. God, I'd love to see Shane do it. My yeah, how amazing would that be? Yeah, that would be something. Yeah. Um, I think we, we should leave it there I guess we before we do um, guys remember that the 20th of May at Moy Valley we are hosting our own charity golf event we've partnered up with Movember uh, so for 70 quid plus booking fee ahead 
you can play a round of golf. There's goodie bags on arrival. There's a gala dinner afterwards, or there's an awards dinner afterwards. Uh, and then there's yeah, a live gala, show. Gala's grandiose. It's gala's, it, it, yeah, gala's a little too grand for us. We, we definitely couldn't be doing anything like that. Um, then there's a live show with Dublin football and legend Paddy Andrews, actor and TV presenter Simon Delaney, and then DP World Tour professional Cormac Sharvin. Uh, should be a good day. There'll be lots of prizes for everyone. It's uh, like I said, seventy quid ahead, uh, and it's for a very, very good cause. The uh, the the sheet just keeps kind of ticking over, which is nice. There should be good numbers there on the day, but book sooner rather than later to avoid missing out. On the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. 